0: It's so good to be with you here this morning, and we're talking about answering the spirit of fear with certain elements of the Word of God. Answering the spirit of fear. We first talked about when when, um, fear knocks on our door, we want to answer with faith in God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Then we talked about how when, when fear knocks on our door, we answer fear with the peace of God. Jesus said, listen, I give you my peace to walk through the different shadows and valleys and difficulties in life. And then today, I'm going to talk to you about answering the spirit of fear with hope in God, hope in God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. I'm going to read quite a bit of Scripture today, but hear it with the ear of faith and receive it with an impartation of faith today. Verse 1 says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation. Our faith, taking God at His Word, gives us the assurance or the confirmation. Really, the Word of God in the Amplified, it's like a title deed. I had a, one of my cars that I have paid off. I had the title in my hand uh, yesterday. And I looked at it and said, yep, this belongs to me. I have no payment. I absolutely have it. Well, that's what a promise of God is. That's like what the Word of God is, that when we believe we receive that promise in our life, we have the Word being our title deed until uh, the answer to that prayer shows up. We already have the answer by faith. It's our title deed. We thank Him for it until it shows up. So let me read that again. Now faith is. It's present tense. We have that title deed right now. I've got the answer to that problem right now. And it's the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, there's that word hope, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith, I love this, faith perceiving as real fact, we got the title deed, real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. We might have the title deed, but we, we, not, we might not feel like we own the answer to that promise yet. That's why we walk by faith, by the title deed, by the Word of God, not by sight not by how we feel. God's Word is our evidence. For by faith, verse 2, trust and holy fervor, born of faith, the men of old have divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by what? By the Word of God. Boy, the Word of God puts things in order. The Word of God equips things for its intended purpose, so that what we see, we're not made out of things which are visible. Now I'm about ready to give some of you guys, we're interactive now on Facebook Live, and, and you're, you're commenting and you're talking over this message today, and here's a, here's a good quote that maybe one of you want to go ahead and, and put right up there. Words are not visible, but they sure are powerful. Say it again, words are not visible. You can't see them necessarily, but boy, you can see the effects of them. It created this whole world. Good words in our life will set things in order. Words are not visible, but they sure are powerful. Verse 4, prompted, I like this, faith will prompt you to do something. Prompted or actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, "...because of which it is testified of him that he was righteous, that he was upright, and he was right standing, in right standing with God." That's what righteousness means, right standing with God. "...and God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts." In other words, God placed the tithe on his heart. He tithed the first and the best of his produce, and, and it, he was prompted to do that because of God's instructions... God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging His gifts, and though he died, yet through the incident, he's still speaking today. Because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven, so that he did not even have a glimpse of death, and he was not bound. Why? Because God had translated him. It's like, like the rapture of the church, he was taken to heaven, Be, uh, for even before he was taken to heaven, he received the testimony, still on record, that he had pleased and been satisfactory to God. So I know right away now that Enoch was a faith guy because God was pleased with him. Now, verse 6 confirms what I just said. But without faith, it's impossible to be satisfactory and please God. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that he is. I mean, why come to church if you don't believe God is? We're here this morning. We're worshiping God. Two or three are gathered, many, many more are gathered online. And, and God is here. And, and we approach Him. He exists. He's alive. He's my real God. He's my real loving Father. And He's pleased with me when I come to him, knowing that he exists, but also he's pleased when we know that he's a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Now verse 7 is what I want to get to in, in talking about hope today. We're going to face our fears with hope in God. Verse 7, prompted. Again, faith will prompt you to do some things. Faith, when you hear the word on something, it'll prompt you to act on that word that you've heard. Prompted by faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events of which as of yet were no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith was relied on, the faith he relied on God, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and a possessor of righteousness, the relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. Listen, we're talking about hope, placing our hope in God. No matter what adversity, we are placing our hope in God. All of us are navigating through a new normal. You hear that new normal term? It's absolutely true. We've been quarantined, right? And we can only go to the very essential places and thank God they're allowing us to, to uh, shoot this video live stream this morning so we can all continue to do church. Because, boy, that is so essential. And say with me, I'm receiving what I need this morning, right? Well, we're, we're, we have a new normal. We've been quarantined. I mean, it's just amazing. Most people out there I'm seeing wearing masks, and, and I was in Home Depot the other day. I had to get something that was essential, by the way. And and I went I went same thing I went by this this gentleman that had this mask on, and he he was he was getting something on the shelf, but he was like looking at me, like you better not get near me six feet or, you're in my space. <laughs> so well, we have to respect each other, but the world out there, you know, there's a sense of the wrong fear, and and I thank God we can have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, reverence of the Lord, and and our peace causes that fear to go, and our faith in God causes that fear to go, and our hope in God causes that fear to go. So, we have uh, many of you have been ch- uh, challenged maybe with your job situation and circumstances. You know, when we talk about having the hope knocked out of us, sometimes our past, our present, our future can can try to try to you know, get us to think that things aren't going to change, things aren't going to get better. Man, this whole world as, as we know it has forever changed. Well, I, ha- I happen to believe the way things are happening and we are applying good new things, I happen to believe that things are getting better. Right, We want to say things are getting better. Something good is going to happen to me today. What I believe, I have the warranty deed of God's Word in my life, so every day I'm expecting things to change. I'm expecting that need to be met. I'm expecting that to be, uh, you know, get better. That's what hope is, and we'll get a definition in just a minute, more succinct. But our jobs, whatever, all the different things can affect us and cause fear, To be knocked out of us, we're all dealing with different lifestyle today, new normal. And it's taking us to make adjustments. And our hope is tried during these times. And the good fight of faith is on when we face adversity because this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now I'm going to give you a quote by St. Augustine. And hang with me on this quote because I, I want to comment on it. It says, "'Hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger. How can hope have anger? And courage. I can accept that. Anger at the way things are. Do you know what? Sometimes when you're facing something that's not in line with the Word of God, sometimes you have to get a righteousness indignation or have some sort of an anger and a prompting, say, you know what, I'm not going to settle for this negativity. I'm not going to settle for this wrong. I'm not going to settle for the way this situation is going. I'm going to put my foot down, and I'm going to go ahead and use this anger to change something. I'm not going to settle for this situation. That's what I mean by Beautiful daughters. First of all, Hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger and courage, anger at the way things are, but I'm going to do something about it with God's help. And then courage to see that they do not remain as they are. Courage. Don't settle. Don't settle for what you're facing today. Don't settle for that closed door. Closed doors can be good. Doors that you're not supposed to go through, fine. God, close those doors, seal them. But we command those doors that need to be open to be open i 've found that if God closes a door, a better door is going to be opening right and and then you you have to watch you have to watch your hope level watching negative cycle of news. I watch news um, every day just to see I have, I have I watch news with a purpose I sort of I try to mine that news so I know what to pray for I know where uh, the status of th- as things are, and we have prayer teams, so sometimes I'll call our prayer teams to get them on certain things. It's good to be aware of our surroundings, but sometimes if you watch too much of it, it could get you to believe, man, things are getting worse. Oh, wait a minute. We want to keep our faith uh, strong so that hardships don't get us to think negatively. Time delays, all these different things. Everything contrary to the Word of God We'll try to knock the hope out of you. When fear comes at you, the fear that things aren't going to get better, fear that things um, are going to stay the same, you know, but we're going to rise up in the hope of God because when I want to define the hope of God, that's going to help us see things better. What is Bible hope? Bible hope is earnest and intense, confident expectation that what God has said that you've taken, that title deed that you received is going to come to pass. You might not see it now, but God's word, I've got the title, I've got the title deed. Uh, Again, I pulled out my title deed of one of my cars and, and I say, man, I own this car. And I have proof that I own this car. Just like a promise of God, you find a promise for every problem that you face and go to God. And and you you believe you receive that title deed and denotes ownership in your heart. And now what do you do? You start expecting. You have earnest and intense, confident expectation that what God has said, it's coming to pass. But until it comes to pass, my faith brings substance to those things I hope for. The title deed. I have God's Word, my proof. Faith brings substance to the things that we expect. J.I. Packer said, listen, there's a contrast between optimism and hope. Optimism is a wish without a warranty. I mean, you might just wish for certain things to happen, but we don't wish for the Bible to happen. No, we go to God's Word and we have Christian hope that we have God's warranty, God's deed on the matter. But Christian hope is certainty guaranteed by God Himself, by God's Word, the title deed. Optimism reflects ignorance as to whether good things will ever actually happen. But Christian hope expresses knowledge that every day of my life, every moment beyond it, I'm going to expect, I'm going to say with all truth, because I have God's warranty deed, the best is yet. To come. Now, somebody, again, we're interactive on the social media here. Boy, you ought to write that down. The best is yet to come. I love that. The worst is behind us. The best is yet to come. I love that. Let's look back at um, Hebrews chapter 11 before we read that. Desmond Tutu, you ever heard of him? I'm sure you have. He said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. There's light. Darkness tries to surround you at times, but Bible hope says, wait a minute, things are getting better. The light of God's word, my warranty, my title deed, I have it. Thank you, Father, for it. Any pain come hit my body, I believe I have received healing. So I thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Any type of thing, try to challenge my mind. I thank you, God, I have a sound mind. You know, and so forth and so on. We express ourselves right in the middle of the darkness and there is light. Kenneth Hagin says, faith changes hope into reality. Faith is the substance of things we expect. Hebrews eleven seven. I want to comment on Noah. Prompted by faith, being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible sign... He took heed and diligently, reverently constructed and prepared an ark, prepared an ark, a huge ship for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith, which relied on God's Word, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness, that relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. When fear knocks on your door, answer with hope. One sign that we are praying in faith is this. Every day we will be expecting to see the answer to our prayer that we believe we have received, that the word we received as our title deed, and we walk by faith and not by sight until it shows up. Another quote I want to give you. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear a hardship today. Tell that person next to you in your home right now say the best is yet to come. Now say this with me, I'm expecting something good to happen to me today. There is light in the darkness. Things are turning around. I've got God's title deed on it. I own it in my heart. I have it. I thank you for it, God. All the things I have before you, I've got your word, which is my proof, which is my title deed and my warranty. No matter how long it takes, keep looking. And keep preparing for the answer to come because we, we are firmly believing God will do for us what He said He would do for us. What? Again, Hebrews chapter 11, God wants us to believe that He exists, and He's also a rewarder, a rewarder, a watching over His Word to perform it, a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Numbers twenty-three nineteen says, God is not a man that He should lie or act a lie or tell a lie, neither the Son of Man that He should feel repentance and compunction for what He has promised. But He, has He said it and shall He not do it? He's not a liar. Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Come on now. Thank God for his word. Jeremiah 1.12 says, Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well. God says, when you take his word in your heart as the title deed that you own that promise, he said, I am alert and I am active. I am watching over my word to perform it. Ephesians 1.19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe? What am I saying? Things are going to get better. The best is yet to come because my hope is in God no matter what I'm facing. Fear knocks on my door. I'm answering with earnest and intense confident expectation that I've got God's title deed on my health. I've got God's title deed on my wealth or my my provision. I've got God's title deed on the condition of my soul. I am healed. I am provided for. I am delivered. I'm expecting that to get better. Even if I don't feel it, I'm not going to take my cues and my direction in life by what I feel or or just by my emotions. No, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. Certainly I'm going going to use wisdom. And if I need to go to the doctor, I'm going to go to the doctor. That's part of the equation. But I'm going to expect God to give me a plan. I'm going to expect God is watching over His Word to perform it. We're going to answer that spirit of fear with our hope in God, with our faith in God, with our peace in God. Amen. I'm getting excited up here. But here's the thing about it also. When Noah was told these words, Noah had to keep his hope in God. And he's a great example for us today because you know what? He spent 100 years building that ship. It, just because he was prompted by faith that God said, I'm going to flood this earth. I mean, the water's going to cover the whole sea. And my mind goes to, God also said, and the glory of the Lord is going to cover all the earth as the waters cover the sea. The presence of God. The presence of God is with us today. The presence of God is being, there's no distance in prayer, there's no distance in in our service today. There's presence of God right with you looking on today. He spent 100 years preparing for the flood, God told him was coming gosh, we're only into this quarantine a few weeks and some people are complaining. It's too long. I'm not necessarily saying I like the quarantine, but we're using it for our advantage, right? The whole time, 100 years, he had his eyes on the sky, looking, expecting, hopeful for the rain to come. And the proof that he believed it was his action of preparation. He prepared that ark. He prepared that ship to the saving of his family. People thought he was crazy. People ridiculed him, made in fun of him. Can you imagine? Not just three weeks to four weeks in this quarantine, but months, year after year, years after years, building this ark. My goodness. He was expecting what God had told him, and he prepared for it. If you're believing something's going to take place, Do everything in your power to prepare for it. I'm always preparing something better for this ministry because we want to serve people at a greater capacity. There's certain things in my life I'm constantly preparing for because I know it's going to happen. Therefore, I need to be ready for it. Faith prepares Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 says, "...since we consider and look not to the things which are seen, but to the things that are unseen." Again, word the Word of God is unseen, but boy, the Word is powerful and the word is working mightily me now and the word is working mightily for you right now and we're expecting things to get better your mind is getting better your body is getting better your marriage is getting better your children are turning around your business is getting better your needs are being met the windows of heaven are open upon you god is for you this is a victory we're overcoming in this se- season and time thank god Oh, I thank God for this message of hope. Things are getting better. Our best days are before us. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. And 2 Corinthians five seventeen or 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Psalm 39 verse 7 says, and now, Lord. What do I wait for and expect? My hope and expectation are in you. See, when we stand in faith for something and we're expecting it to get better, we don't want to have our eyes on what's not happened yet. We don't want to have our eyes on what we can't change. We want to have our eyes on preparing for things to get better, and we want to do things that we have power to change in our control. We want to make sure we're doing our part as we expect God to do what we cannot do. Thank God he's watching over his word to perform it. Noah believed God and acted upon his instructions, didn't he? He prepared and he lived expecting for rain to come. Listen, if we're in faith, we'll do the same thing. We will prepare for something good to happen, what you're believing God for. There's a thing or two that that, uh, that you'll need to do in order for you to work with God in having this to be fulfilled. We'll not only pray, we'll continually expect and prepare for the fulfillment of God's promise. Proverbs thirteen twelve talks about hope, hope deferred, another thing, things not getting better uh makes the heart sick but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life when you see that fulfillment when you believe that fulfillment you want to stay on that side rather on what not is what's not happening you want to you want to thank god for what is happening and expect it to happen proverbs or excuse me jeremiah 29:11 says i know the thoughts that i think toward you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil, and here he is. He says, I'm giving you a future, better things are going to happen. Your best days are ahead, and a hope. Expect it, expect it, expect it. Our expectation is God's invitation. Our positive expectation, our confident and intense expectation that things are getting better is God's invitation invitation to bring it to pass. Our God is awesome, isn't he? Thank God we have our title deed. What is it? It is the Word of God. Until we see the manifestation, that Word denotes, I own it. I have confidence. I'm doing what I need to do. And thank God. Bible hope is the belief that circumstances in the future will be better because you believe you have received when you prayed. We need to believe and expect. And good things, that good things are happening any moment, any second, I mean, i I'm, I'm just, um, I'm expecting, I'm looking, I'm leaning, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for God's cues, I'm, I'm, I'm just expecting, I'm expecting that God is turning things around. Something good is happening to you today. I want you to say that with me. Something good is happening to me today. I expect it. I expect it, James one sixteen says, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts that are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Now I think I'm going I'm to minister this topic of hope again next week because I have too much to cover. But let me just give you, uh, in addition to what I've given you so far, just one simple thing of how we can keep our hope in God in this quarantine season. How many want to get better? Yeah. How many want to grow? Uh Uh-oh. Growth without change is impossible. For us to get better, we need to change and we need to grow. So the first thing I want to say is going to be on the very, very practical side of how we can keep our hope in God. First of all, during this quarantine time, the practical side is don't allow yourself to be isolated. Uh, listen, uh, you still have family. Uh, you, you, you can still make phone calls. You can still look after each other. You, you're, still, you're looking into the service today. Stay connected with God through His Word. Stay connected to God in, in pr- your prayer life. Even if you're alone, you're never alone. You, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit on the inside, and we can talk to God as our Father. I took a, a, a good bike ride yesterday, and I was just talking to my, my Father God all along the way, and I was just appreciating the, the, the greenery, and I was appreciating the water, and I was appreciating just... Just having a conversation with God and praying in the Holy Ghost and just building myself up. Just having a nice time with God. I don't have to be isolated. Take a walk. Just, just do things that'll energize you. Yeah, fellowship with God and His Word. Talk to Him. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Watch online and and have a small group online. There's all kinds of things. Call our office if you want to be a part of that. And then you can have good friends in your life. Don't disconnect from your friends just because you might not be able to spend time with them physically. Check on each other. Talk to each other. Do Facebook, uh, do do whatever you call uh, the telephone, FaceTime. And, and you can just talk to each other and have a good time and 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 converse with each other. Pray for one another. Don't allow yourself to be isolated. Oh, I want to talk about that, that, that one point here in the next few weeks, and, and it'll give us such a good revelation of what community means. Don't, I, I, I'm certainly enjoying our service today, but I cannot wait till we can assemble physically again boy, I've gotten a greater revelation knowledge of how encouraging that is. I've gotten a greater revelation knowledge of our connection together and our community together and us doing life together. Man, that's what it's all about. Also, in this quarantine time, you know, a quarantine is like an introvert's heaven. If you're an introvert, man, you just… Hallelujah! You're saying, I don't have to go anywhere. I can work at home. I don't have to see anybody. I don't have to talk to anybody. No, that's not, that's not good. You need to come off that side and get in the mix, because uh, that's unhealthy. You know, some isolation or some solitude is good, but not too much of it. Call people that put hope in you. Ah, if, you're, if your hope is waning, maybe you're starting to think a little bit different. You know, do the things I've said, but also call the, call the kind of people that'll speak a positive word in your life, and call the people that put hope in you. You might not want to call those people that are downers, you know, that sort of pull you down. Set boundaries and prevent people from taking hope out of you. How can we hope in God? Man, have good friends. Focus on what you can do in this season rather than on what you can't. Uh, I'm a very organized person. I like order, and ever since ever since we have uh, had this quarantine, I've tried to recreate structure in my life. I get up at a certain time. I set my alarm. I have a calendar that I still go by. I, I do I, first thing I do. I make my bed. Uh, I, I take a walk or take a bike ride every day. I'm doing things that I can do within the um, something that normalizes and, and sort of a new structure that I can do that's in my control, right? Work on routine. That'll help your hope. That'll help you keep going. Don't, Don't allow yourself to be sucked into isolation. Do things you can control. And I'll tell you one thing you want to do, and all of us, is really pay attention to our thought life right now and win the battle of our mind every single day. So I've mentioned several different things we can do just to work practically on our hope in God. And here's what I want to say. Focus on things we need to think about. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 says, "'For the rest, brethren and sister and people, whatever is true,' giving us guidelines as to what we need to be thinking on. "'For whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue, any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. The only way we can do that, folks, is by hearing the Word of God, by listening, 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 to people ministering to us the Word of God and then also get into that Word daily and make sure you're slowing down enough to just get into that Word for yourself. Focus on things that bring life and encouragement and health. Manage your stress, cast your cares upon the Lord, and these are all several just practical things we can do. And next week I'll come back with a few more things I really want to explore a little more in-depth. So just to sum things up today, we want to answer the spirit of fear when it comes with our faith in God, with our peace in God, and with our hope in God. Take your stand with positive expectation when faced with negativity. Every day expect progress and the answer to your prayers. Prepare for the promise to be fulfilled because faith prepares, and our expectation again is God's invitation. Do some of these practical things that bring some structure in your life, and that'll help you have hope in God. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for this word that's been ministering to my heart and my life. And Father, we just pray by your Spirit, you reveal to us how this word applies to us in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, thank you that we can look to you in this season, in this time, this hour. I thank you. Continue to give us wisdom and the cues that you have for us and those steps we need to be taking or the preparation we need to be making. And Father, if we've overlooked things, forgive us, remind us, and we'll be quick to act on those things as we expect. We have confident and earnest expectation that what you have said to us is coming to pass. As we pray this morning, I want to pray for you that might be online today. You might have just stumbled across our service today, and let's just go ahead and make sure you have hope in God for salvation. The Word says in the Bible that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but there's a free gift of God called eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no person can come to God except through Him. He who knew no sin was made to be sent for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Have you received Jesus today? There's no other name where we must be saved. So I want you to repeat this prayer after me. If you've never prayed this prayer of salvation, pray it with me out loud. Say it with me, God, I can see I need a Savior. I have messed up my life, but I believe Jesus was sent to die for me to die on the cross for all my sin. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I repent for all my wrongdoing in my past. And I ask you, Jesus, to save me, to become my Savior. I take you by faith in my heart, title deed. I believe right now I am saved. And I confess you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, it's always an honor to minister the Word, and we sure love you, Harvest Church, and friends that are looking on today. We believe that something good is going to happen to you. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. We'll look forward to being back here Wednesday night, 7 p.m., live stream. Don't forget about our children live stream, our youth live stream, our young adults, our small groups all the different things. We had even had a brave live stream last week, and we try to get out information so you can enjoy that. Had a great time with that. So everybody have a wonderful day. Expect this to be a great day. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.